Have you ever been scolded for working on the Sabbath? Welcome to My Seminary Life. I'm your host, Brandon Knight, and I wasn't the one scolded, but my dad was scolded for letting me work. It was a Sunday, and I was a teenager at the time mowing my parents' lawn because, you know, if that's what you do when you're a teenager, you mow the lawn. And my neighbor next door, he didn't scold me, but he did scold my father for allowing me to work on the Lord's Day. And I think that story is a good example of why we are here today to start our brand new series, Roots of Sabbath, because I think here in the church, we need to have a better understanding, a better theology, and a better application of Sabbath and rest. So won't you join me this January for this new series? And it starts today on this Tuesday edition of My Seminary Life. That's right, folks. It's a Tuesday. And it's going to be happening like this all month long. Thanks to you all, the listeners at home. Yes, that's right. Back in October, November, November, I think it was, we broke, yes, it was November. We broke the downloads goal again. And so all this month, there will be episodes every Tuesday and Saturday chronicling our journey as we understand the roots of Sabbath. So what is this going to look like? I'm glad you asked. As I talked about in the Christmas special, which if you missed it, that's that's too bad. The Christmas special was great. You should go back and listen to the holiday party. But like I talked about, this is going to be for the first time in the show's history that this is based off of a class that I took that is not related to seminary. For those of you dropping in for the very first time, Typically on the show, I talk about the stuff that I'm studying as I'm in grad school right now. However, class hasn't started yet, and I had this opportunity through a ministry known as Seedbed to take some classes on, or not take, take a class with a series of lectures on Sabbath, understanding a having a healthier biblical and even historical Jewish understanding of what it means to take a Sabbath rest, truly. And I, I found this to be a unique opportunity, because you don't really hear classes about Sabbath. You may come across books and courses even on other spiritual disciplines, like reading your Bible or prayer, or maybe even fasting. But to have a, a class time devoted specifically to understanding Sabbath and how to apply it in your life, that piqued my interest quite a bit. And it's January. January's a bit of a dreary month. So, and it's a time to start afresh. Everybody's got New Year's resolutions. I talked about how my wife and I, we have a list of places we want to go this year. That's our whole New Year's resolution is just to Go explore, be together. People are thinking New Year's resolutions right now and trying to keep them. Maybe for some of you, your resolution is to rest better or to rest more or to take better care of yourself. Hopefully, this class will not only, or hopefully, this series of episodes will not only craft your theology better, continue to mold your thinking of God, your pursuit of God, but also 
possibly even improve you a little bit. And I, I use improve as a as a probably not the best term to use there, but as a way to show that, you know, there's a very practical minded aspect to this. You know, there are times here on the show where it's very intellectual. We're talking very intellectual things. This I'm thinking, at least for today's episode, is going to be a bit more on the practical spectrum. So these first couple of episodes, the first half of this month really is going to be um, me talking about this course that I've taken along with Claire. She will be in at least one episode to talk about her highlights from this class. And then the second half of the month is going to be a little bit different. I've recently come across a resource online called Safaria, S-E-F-A-R-I-A, Safaria. And this is an open source Jewish library with writings and articles and resources on the Torah, the prophets, the Talmud, just so many different things. And my plan is here on the second half of the month is to spend some time reflecting and reading the material on this website on Sabbath to talk about it here as well. Because I think this is one of those instances where having that historical perspective and even just a Jewish Judaism perspective on Sabbath, on Shabbat, can continue to help us as believers to pursue God. So that's what we got. First half of the month is seabed course on Sabbath. And then the second half of the month, it's going to be looking at articles and resources from Safaria on uh, a Jewish way, a Jewish perspective to to Sabbath. My hope is that here at the end of the month that we will have a special guest on here to talk about their perspective on Sabbath as well, but I still have to send out some emails. So that's the game plan, and I'm excited for this. This is actually probably the most excited I have ever been for one of the series that we've done here on My Seminary Life. And one of the uh, one of the reasons I'm excited for it is because this is a foretaste of what is to come. We have one class left. One class left. And by April, we'll be starting starting the independent study era. And this, Roots of Sabbath, is going to be a, like I said, a foretaste of what life is going to look like starting in April. Of me looking for free classes online, maybe classes that are have a little bit of a financial uh, a little bit of a financial you know need towards it um, or just using materials I find online, books I have, books I've purchased to craft our own study. So that's the game plan. Now let's get into a question that I think we're going to wrestle with all throughout this month, honestly. But we're going to start here with the simple question of what is Sabbath? What is rest? Because the point here, as I've talked about a number of times here on the show, is that it's important to, when we are trying to understand something, it is oftentimes important and helpful to understand what it is not. And right off the bat, I will tell you this, that Sabbath is not taking a nap on a Sunday, or going back to my story from earlier, it's Sabbath is not necessarily not mowing your lawn on Sundays either. 
Sabbath is more than that. But what is it? What is Sabbath? Let's just start there. You know, this is a, a this was an important part of the Jewish lifestyle, still is to this day. Um, even uh, I've heard before from people who um, I've heard before from other people that even very uh, secular Jewish people still observe the Sabbath to some degree. Uh, others take it quite seriously still as it is part of their faith. It's all in, to varying degrees. For us as Christians, we seem to have this mentality that Sabbath is taking time to yourself. Sabbath is a reverence for the day of Sunday during the week. Sabbath is um, not mowing your lawn. You know, we seem to have these ideas about what is Sabbath, but what what is what is it? to take a Sabbath rest. And I want to start with these three things, okay? This is coming up in this first week of this course. Um, these three things, I think, is what makes a true Sabbath. First is a cessation from commerce, okay? So maybe not necessarily labor, as in cleaning your house, mowing your lawn, although if you do get into the law, if you do get into Jewish thought as we will here at the end of the month, we may see that that is actually a big part of it is a ceasing from even average work like cleaning your house or washing your car. But one thing that seems to be universally agreed upon is that Sabbath, whatever day you keep for your Sabbath, there is a cessation from commerce. So that means buying and selling. Okay. There's no that when we talk about not doing work on the Sabbath, we are thinking about more so the idea of earning wages or paying wages or selling things or even buying things. There is two examples that we can use for that. Of course, here for us evangelicals, we all know that Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays because of their, you know, they're tied to Christianity and their value of letting their employees be able to go to church on Sundays. And as Tim Hawkins once said, to give the chickens one more day with their families. Like this is, they have a reverence for this day of the week. And so they are giving their employees one guaranteed day off. The way that my brother-in-law talks, they should probably get more than one guaranteed day off during the week, but at least one guaranteed day off. Another example, which is something that came up in this class that I had never heard of before, is a, a business known as, I think it was called B&H Photos. B&M Photos, B&H Photos, one, something like that. I can't remember. And it is a Jewish-owned uh, company that on the Sabbath, you can't even place an order on their website. It's not even like there's nobody in the shop working. Like their website, if you try to use it to order anything, it will not work because it is the Sabbath. There is no commerce on this day. Now, to adopt this idea that there is no, that um, part of Sabbath rest is a ceasing from commerce. That definitely, that definitely plays a big influence, 
I think should play a bigger influence on how American Christians operate because Americans we're we are capitalists. We our our identity is rooted in what we are able to produce. How are we, you know, doing anything to make money? There are so many side hustle gigs that we can adopt in our life to make money at this point. I mean, this, it's not making me thousands of dollars, but even podcasting, I have a couple streams of income coming in from this. It's not a ton of money, but it is streams of income. And I think for Christians to adopt a Sabbath lifestyle in their life, where they're actually going to do more than just not mow their lawn on a Sunday, that to truly stand out different because let's not forget that part of the reason part of the reason why god gave the law to the israelites in the first place is to make them stand out as a different people from the rest from everyone else that they were his people from this law and one of those things is that they were going to stop working stop buying and selling on the sabbath can you imagine for us as christians here in America, how different that makes us if we are willing to stop buying and selling one day out of the week. You know, the big thing is to go to lunch after church. You know, cracker. We, my wife and I were just at the Cracker Barrel this past Sunday. We were on a road trip, and that's where we stopped to eat. And it was jammed, packed, busy. And it was one, almost two o'clock in the afternoon and people were still coming in from church. And I could tell, can you imagine though, that as Christians, if we chose a day out of the week to cease from buying and selling, how that can make us maybe stand out and not just to give other people a day of rest because you're not buying and selling. No, you are the one that's standing out. You're not doing this for other people. You're doing this because you are choosing not to be a consumer. So that's part of what it looks like to have true Sabbath rest, not buying and selling. The second thing that came up in this class for what is a true Sabbath rest is getting a break or a partial break, at least, from technology. Now, this is a little bit less biblical and more modern perspective that is still healthy, I would say. Um, the, the Tolkienist aspect of my brain was definitely piqued by this, that ever since the industrialization, ever since the industrial age, Work can just continue. Steel is always being made. There's always work being done all of the time. And with our cellular devices, especially, we always have access to information. We can always be doing something. We can always be on social media. We can always be checking email. We can always be streaming something. We can always be in communication with somebody. We are always going, 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 going. This class has really emphasized so far that the world, and especially Americans, try to be 24-7 people, where God has created us to be 24-6 people. 
that we are, I mean, not even 20, we're not even up 24 hours of the day, you know, whatever you, you know, I sleep like seven hours on average. So 14, six people is what we're supposed to be. 14. I did that math wrong. 17, 17, six people. I'm not even going to edit that out. We're not supposed to be going, going, going all the time. That's not how it works. But because of technology and how things have advanced, we can always be going somehow. And the Tolkienist aspect of me, the this, you know, desire for the simpler life, the desire to push back against continued industrialization. I it's funny, I used to be in certain areas like very much pro like continue to modernize especially with like church outreach at aspect you know media we did a, i did a whole episode on the digital media ministry and all that but more and more just even since then that was just back in april is when that episode came out ever since then my perspective on things like social media especially but just how we can constantly be consuming information entertainment um you know, and not even like bad information or bad entertainment. You know, just documentaries are still entertainment. You know, thoughtful podcasts are still content. Just the fact that we can constantly be consuming or engaging or interacting. We were not created to constantly be able to do that. And so part of what it looks like to take a Sabbath rest is for that day, whatever day that may be, put the phone away. Put the, you know, don't turn on Netflix. Don't get on YouTube. Turn off the mic. Turn off the camera. Stop. It's a cessation from buying and selling. It's a cessation from consumer, from the consuming content for engaging we don't we don't have this mindset we are always connected we see the connection aspect as a good thing but maybe it is possible that to disengage is a healthy thing at times and it was interesting i don't know if i necessarily endorse this it was just put in a different way that i've never heard before so i'm going to bring it up here is that this may even take a little bit of legalism to pull off. Now, usually that's like a thousand red flags on the field for certain people, and usually that is the case for me as well. I think legalism may not be the right, it may not be the word I would be comfortable with, but the point there is that sometimes, in order for something like this to happen, it is going to take a very structured environment in order for it to become a habit that if you really want to disconnect from your phone for a day, you need to set up parameters for that to happen. I'm not usually that type of person. I am. I'm just, I'm just saying that it was a very different that this person, that the teacher for this class was like, this may take a level of legalism, but maybe it is worth for a day saying no Netflix, no streaming. No social media, no YouTube, 
but why? And the question is, but the question is why? And here is where we're going to get to the heart of the matter, because the third thing that what Sabbath rest is, is that it is an opportunity for God to heal you. It's an opportunity for Jesus to heal you. All of the miracles that Jesus did on the Sabbath day were healing miracles. He healed people on the Sabbath. And so what we see here is a picture of what Sabbath rest can be for us. We're not just stopping from buying and selling to stick it to capitalism. We're not just putting our phones away in a drawer for the day to help rewire our brain. These are good things to do, just saying. But the deeper purpose is that you make this space, you cut these things out, you make these spaces for God to come in and heal your body, it, heal your soul, heal your emotional state. Yes, it is good to not stare at Facebook and TikTok all day. Do your eyes some good. Do your mental health some good too. But the big punchline here is that similar to fasting, ironically, is that Sabbath rest is a ceasing for a moment for a greater, for the ultimate good to step in. Because fasting is very similar. You know, fasting is very pop culture and taking a break and self-care and all that is very popular as well. You know, in the, you know, there's dietitians that promote intermittent fasting, but the thing that separates pop culture fasting from a biblical understanding of fasting that I think we're going to talk about more here in a month or so is that biblical fasting puts aside something good for intentionality with God. Whereas with Sabbath, fasting is like for an extended period of time, you know, 24 hours, 72 hours, 40 days, whatever it may be. Sabbath is a one day, one day a week thing, right? So it's a little bit more regular than maybe you fast, but it's also just one day. And in that one day, you're going to cease from commerce. You're going to take a break from technology. And in those spaces, then, you can sit and relax. You don't have to think about business. You don't have to have the constant negativity of social media in your ear. I heard Twitter's a dumpster fire. Take a break from it, dude. And instead, in those spaces, you can spend time in prayer. You can spend time. <coughs> you can spend time in prayer. You can spend time in God's word. You can sit and just relax. Put aside your labors. Put aside your stressors. It's going to be okay. And it's going to be okay because it's in those spaces where God can work more. God is always working. Holy Spirit's always working. Yes, yes, yes. But when we take the intentionality to put stuff aside and openly invite God into that space to work, even more can get done. And maybe not even more. Maybe it's just a more intimate time 
You don't have the distractions of work, the distractions of your business, the distractions of um, social media and Netflix. The distractions are gone. You can have a more intimate conversation. I'm a parent now. Cooper, I love him, takes up a lot of time and a lot of distractions. And it is so nice when I can hand him over to my mom and Claire and I can go out to dinner for a night. And it's weird, but similarly, this gets to happen for us as well. When we put Netflix aside one day a week, when we can put business aside one day a week and open ourselves up to God's healing work. Well, I think that's all I want to talk about for this episode and our time is definitely running out. So let's go ahead and start to wrap up this episode. So again, I'll see you every Tuesday and every Saturday morning this month for Roots of Sabbath. Just behind this episode on the feed is the is my sermon on the Great Commission, Famous Last Words. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. Please go down into the description of this episode to find links to all of the important stuff like the website, the shop, where there is a month-long thank you sale going on. Use promo code thank you at checkout for a discount. A new mug just got added to the shop. Go check it out. And like I said, coming up on the show, we've got more conversations about what is Sabbath, what is rest, Claire will be here working on getting a special guest here for the end of the month. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be good. I think so. I'm very excited for all of this. And the final class will be here in February. We'll be starting the final class, Local Church Ministry. Please recommend this show to a friend. And thank you to everybody. Uh, there's been an influx of new listeners recently here at the end of the year. So thank you to all you new people dropping in and binging the show, trying to get caught up on everything. And yeah, you're great. Thanks for being here. And thank you to everyone who's dropped in weekend and week out to listen to me ramble about stuff. Hopefully some of it is good. All right. Well, Thank you all for listening again. And remember, theology is for everyone, so keep on studying.